Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. When a policewoman, Samantha Romans, fails to intervene in a shooting where her own son dies, she draws the attention and condemnation of her colleagues and community, as well as an ambitious journalist by the name of Jamie Kennard. Jamie is keen to reignite the career she put on hold to have children. As she approaches Samantha for her side of the story, Samantha pleads with her to be left alone, but instead she relentlessly pursues her for this sensational story. What happens next is one part tragic rip from the headline shooting, one part 21st century online bullying. Line of Fire is a taut and riveting thriller from Down Under. We're joined today by the director of the film, and that would be Scott Major. Scott, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having me, and thank you for, for taking the time to watch the film, too. Well, Line of Fire is certainly about issues that we have come to be very familiar with in terms of a story happens, we're told something initially about it, and we, from there, extrapolate all kinds of conclusions that may or may not be true. That's one element, certainly, in Line of Fire. But for me, watching the film, it is so much dependent upon the characters, and by virtue of that, the performances that you get from your cast that includes Nadine Gardner, Samantha Doji, Damian Walsh, Howling, and others. It's very much about their ability to convey their characters and their relationship to the story and, and the issues that you are addressing in the film. What inspired you and your screenwriter, Christopher Gist, to embark on this project? Well, the inspiration, like Christopher Gist, a, a, a wonderful writer and producer, uh, came um, came up with this story. And I, and I think the reason I think, you know, the film needed to be made or the inspiration to, to, to make it is in, in this day and age, um, there's a lot of dehumanization through social media or there's a lot of, um, you know, we, we, we judge people based on what everyone says about them. You know, they, they didn't do this or they didn't do that. And we don't really go into uh, the humanity of someone or what they've gone through or the given circumstances, which led them to that, to that moment. And I, and I guess that's one of the reasons I think uh, the film or Chris, you know, came up with it is to, is to sometimes to bring people back to the humanity. You have to tell a, quite a crazy story to get us there or, or a confronting story or a, you know, a, a brutal story to, to really kind of, I guess, slap people in the face and go, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about them. I hadn't put myself in their shoes. I hadn't walked a mile in their shoes. I hadn't considered what had got them to that point in, in life. And I'm um, talking to Nadine about doing the role in this film. She it took it took about I don't know th three to six months of her and I chatting every week and and just sort of saying why does the world need to hear this story why I don't want to just do a, a brutal film or a, or a thriller for the sake of doing it there needs to be um, you know a a, a message or there needs to be a reason that the rest of the world needs to see this story so I think I, in a roundabout way I've kind of answered your question there as far as yeah. you know we're, we're the kernel of uh, of this idea and why it was made. Yeah, everybody has an opinion about things they know very little about, and that is the world we live in. Absolutely, and it's getting it's getting worse and worse. And I think you know, if this film can stop one person shooting off a vicious tweet, or you know, judging someone, or just just make people think twice and go, wait a minute, I haven't thought about what this person's going through. 
not just what they've done, but what they're going through to bring to this point, then I think the film's worthwhile. And I think, you know, if <laughs> once you see the film and you see what happens when you when you um, do uh, shoot off a, a couple of uh, messages that you shouldn't, then maybe it will make you think twice. <laughs> well, and, and I guess you're getting to something that I think is an important part of the film, and that is that there's a lot of layers to all of to the story itself, to the characters, the things that are going on, even in the moment in the when the decision is made by the journalist involved, as well as that sort of conversation, a very relaxed cocktail hour decision to pursue the story of Samantha Romans is made in this kind of cavalier, uh, more of a careerist point perspective rather than in almost anything else. That was the more important part of it. So that gives you yeah. an insight into where the characters are going here. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and and I think once again, we've all been in these situations that we are where, whether it be our career and it's something that we really need for our career or that we, we, Put ourselves above everyone else and as you said it's a cavalier decision it's like wait a minute this is a great story for me this is a story that i you know jamie says this is a great story that i can that i can cover and as soon as you as soon as we as humans put that on ourselves it's like this is going to be great and the world needs to hear it or you put your cloak of a journalist on or you put your cloak of a i the other people need and you justify your actions then you all of a sudden you you dehumanize the other person they become a product or they become a they become something that needs to be used or something that needs to be um, exposed. And uh, as you can see in this film, as you said, it's a very cavalier decision. It's like, this is going to be great for my career. And then from that moment on, it is about her <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 and until, uh, until you know, the, the subject bites back. And also in the moments after the decision is made, there is a voice of reason in, in the person of her husband who yeah. says, because I think maybe back, I said it in the introduction, Samantha Romans is confronted with a, a shooting in progress. And the perception is that she froze and didn't respond in a way, in a more heroic way, in a more whatever that your idea of what should have happened. And she's she's basically subjected to ridicule and and really her life changes forever in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely, and 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 I, I guess when when crafting this film and you know, a lot of the discussions that went in, there was the, the, the thing that I wanted to do as a, as a director is 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 almost put the audience in, in in I guess Jamie's that we do judge Samantha early on, we do judge her for not for not acting or for not doing those things, and then as the story unfolds, we are kind of in Jamie's position as we sort of go, oh well, we didn't realize what what she'd gone through or what that day was like. Or, and we get a small little example of that um, uh, of what her what her experience actually was, and and hopefully somewhere along the way, you know, the audience starts <laughs> looking at their own judgment and their own. Oh wow, I was just quick to and, and easy to to judge this human before I knew exactly what they went through. Yeah, and how it all plays out again. First of all, just on the level of creativity in coming up with obstacles and barriers and challenges to to the characters involved here especially with jamie uh very creative i, I just i like you know in a, <laughs> I it was it was amazing it was amazing look when i went when when, uh, when chris and, and sarah first approached me with this script and and shane uh, um and shane, the other producer uh when they approached me and and, and asked me to, to come on board i the, the page turning and the obstacles and the the journey was just I couldn't put it down and 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 I honestly had never read a script where 
my uh, the, the protagonist and the antagonist just change so much within the script and I'm on this person's side and then I'm on that person's side and then they both do horrific things they both absolutely do horrific things and you, you just who do I support and then and then and I won't you know I don't want to give away too much I don't know if this is a spoiler sort of interview but um there's some horrific things that happen that I forgive because of the actions of one or the other person it's like well you asked for that you, you you know within the realms of a film i guess yeah. it's like well you you definitely ask for that jamie has is given the opportunities that samantha was given to protect she was given the same opportunities and it's, it's not like um there wasn't a way out of it or she couldn't have saved people she was given the same opportunities yes yes yeah please no spoilers we yeah we i think we went right up to the line there but uh yeah that's right we did <laughs> But uh, and uh, again, going back to the filmmaking, I can appreciate a film that does a lot with rather sparse sort of settings and 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 uh, you know it's the creativity of filmmaking that I think you got so much out of what you what we see in in the in the course of the story. Absolutely, it was a very, it was a very uh, you know this is an indie film. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, but we had we shot this film in 15 days. Yeah, um, in, in in the middle of COVID, um, the wonderful DP we had uh, Dan Maxwell and and I, you know, did, we discussed looks and houses. The, the the a couple of the houses are actually next to each other, uh, even though one's in the city, one's in the country. You know, we've sort of really used everything that we had within our within our realms to do it. And and and, and obviously the script is there, the, the performance and allowing both um, uh, Nadine and, and Samantha to live in their environments to and 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 i think when you say you're using every opportunity we, we had rehearsals and 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 really went through in detail because of the pace at which we were shooting but also uh of justifying each individuals not as an overall of the film but each individual justifying their actions so they, they had a truth in what they were doing so no matter what they were doing there was a truth and a reasoning behind what they were doing and i think that comes across no one's doing anything to be arch or to be evil or to be uh you know they're either just surviving or or they're justified in their actions for what they are doing creatively you know there was a lot of pre there was not much pre-production it's only a week of pre-production as well um but within that time and there was lots of discussions leading up to that i mean Chris, Sarah, Shane, and myself spoke for about 18 months every weekend talking about <laughs> bits and bobs. But I think the lighting and the atmosphere that uh, uh, that Dan and his team created and the changes of that and the subtlety of change, uh, Ben Bangay, the production designer, all the subtleties of what he brought in and the boxes and the colours and the lights. For such a quick, short, small production, we got the absolute cream of the crop of Australian talent in <laughs> to absolutely not miss a moment of uh, drama or suspense or or visual beauty as well i think you know I, I can't be prouder of the team that this came in on this i mean we did one whole week of night shoots that we were starting at i was gonna you know, ask five you. yeah we started at 5 30 in the afternoon and finished at five in the morning and and when people are on a low budget film sometimes that can be a tough uh, a tough ask to have but everyone was so committed and so in there and and, and I'm so glad that you think that, that the atmosphere, yeah, there was not one moment missed of drama, I don't think, within the film. I'm a big fan of, especially in the realm of independent filmmaking, it is by definition, you don't have an extravagant budget. Everybody 
becomes part of the team. It feels like that that's the, from the director on down actors, whoever it is, is willing to go above and beyond. Uh, when you see a film where you utilize things smartly and the resources that you have, and you do it in such a way that you just talked about, I'm such a huge fan of that kind of filmmaking because I just think it shows up on screen. I just think that you see it, you you see the commitment on screen, and that's really what this feels like. And and that and again, it, and not the least of which is the acting. We mentioned Nadine Gardner, and and you see it in in the two leads, uh, Nadine Gardner and Samantha Kane. In a lot of films, this would have been two men. The two leads would have been two men in this kind of struggle with yeah. one another, but they were as vicious and um, uh, violent and committed to that role as you could hope for. And they do such a wonderful job. They really do. Well, to let you a, a little bit behind the curtain, the original script was two men. The original script was to male leads and uh, when, when discussing and we chatted to a few actors and we were talking about it and um, for various reasons, uh, one of which one of the people we wanted to play the role didn't want to do some of the things that were in the film and was trying to change script wise and said, well, I don't think, you know, I, I'll go this far. Um, and then, and then, so then we just sort of we we reconvened as a as a as a team and sort of said, well, we don't want to change these elements of the story. And then it was an idea that um, that came up. It's just like, well, what about we make it two female leads? And I think there, the, if it was two male leads, as you just said, we've seen that before. And I guess it'll be it might be more testosterone driven or more chest beaty or you know, and it could have been. I'm not saying it would have been, but it could have been. And we've seen that kind of thing before. But to bring the um elements in of of, of the two female leads, and especially with um Jamie Connor, the character Samantha Kane plays to have gone off and had kids and come back and to be trying to re-establish herself as a career. It added all these other um, really wonderful maternal elements that I don't think would have been there. I don't think the paternal element wouldn't have, would not have been as strong as the maternal element um, in the film. And I think it, I, I'm glad we went, I'm so glad we went that way. And, and, and I think it adds so many layers, so many layers to the story having two female leads. The film is called Line of Fire, and we're talking with the director, Scott Major. Is there an online option? If There is there is a release, and then there'll be an online option after that. Okay. Reason, I believe. Has the film um, opened in Australia? It did open in Australia. We went to um, a streaming service we have here called Stan. It's done very well there, and we made it was trending when it first launched, which was amazing. And we also uh, we have the Australian Academy Awards, I guess, which is the Actors, the AA. The actors, the actor awards, um, not as in an actor, but the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television, and we got nominated there for the best indie film for the year as well. So that was that was amazing for, for everyone involved, and it was. I think it comes down to the, the, the brilliance of everyone who worked on it, and, and none so much as the two leads. Also, I shouldn't I shouldn't forget, um, you know, Damien Walsh Howling and Brett Cousins, uh, who turned in some wonderful performances as well as uh, and Emma Choi as well was in there. But yeah, there's some some amazing performances from all the cast supporting all the two leads as well. Yeah, congratulations on the uh, the nomination. And yeah, absolutely. As I said, I've seen enough films to see the energy and commitment, uh, not only in the filmmaking, but in the in the cast to know that this was a special kind of project for whoever was involved. So, and it feels yeah. that way.
Yeah, it definitely is. And even even down even down to the, you know, once again, no spoilers, but Lizzie Sharp, our, our um uh, hair and makeup designer and uh special effects makeup as well, d- delivered on uh such the budget as well. I mean, some of those things are quite brutal that she prepared. Um, <laughs> but I think they I think they really do add to the story without without going to the to the realms of slasher or without going to the realms of anything like that. I think um, it's, uh, it uh, there was a I think there's a reality to the film which I really like and a, and a brutality to the film that I think um, is necessary for the storytelling and necessary to keep the audience on the edge of their seat. Really, uh, just what is going to happen next? I I don't know. But before this interview, I I thought I should revisit the film a little bit and just remember what we did. And as I was watching, I just got sucked in again. I was like, what's going to happen next? And believe me, I know the story but yeah I mean, and, and all the elements of, of filmmaking i think have, have been put in there by such a wonderful team that we had so congrats uh, there is what for any film to to grab you it needs something and and uh at the near the very beginning of the film there's the interplay between her son samantha's son and herself that sets up so much more about where the where all of the anger is coming from where her where where things you can see that this was the triggering incident for for so much of what we see after that so well scott major i thank you so much for uh line of fire and be looking for this and and all the best i don't know what i'm sure you've got a few things uh, in the in the hopper as they say and yeah, definitely a few things are churning away after after this one. I want to keep keep the momentum going. Very good. Well, I look forward to another conversation with you about your latest project. So hopefully that'll be soon. And thank you, Scott Major, for for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.